0: well we've been working our way a little bit through acts the acts of the apostles and as we heard last week we hear about the mission of the church and uh, how is it actually being formed how is it going out into the world who's spreading the message Uh, one day uh, the disciples gathered together after jesus had been risen to new life and they gathered around him as he told them at a certain location and they asked him this question lord is this the time that you will now restore the kingdom of israel that question has been on their minds the entire time they've been with jesus they're wondering about the glory of israel they're wondering about the restoration of jerusalem they're wondering when god is going to bring all the nations of the earth to jerusalem as the center of worship of the one true god now that jesus is victorious over death Now they're thinking, this is the time, this is it, this is when it's going to happen. And Jesus answered, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons or the periods, but the Father has set that on his own authority. You will receive the Holy Spirit when it has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus clearly tells them that they will not know the times or the periods. That's not given to us to know. One of the wise sayings from Proverbs is, the human mind plans the way, but the Lord directs the steps. We have begun planning the way through this whole process of calling a pastor, a permanent pastor for your congregation. We've established the steps. We've established even some timelines. But it is God who directs the steps. Sometimes we don't know how that's going to go. The point is that God's plans are not always our plans, and we're not always sure how they will be fulfilled. What's the time or the frame in which they will be fulfilled? But while we don't know, we have something better. We have the Holy Spirit. Anne Lamott is someone that's helped me understand how the Spirit operates in the lives of ordinary people on a daily basis, either through her poetry or some of her books. And Anne, when she was reflecting on the writing of her books, quoted another man and she said this, writing a novel is like driving a car at night. You can only see as far as your headlights, but you can make the whole trip that way. I think that that fits well with the church. The church can only drive in this world by the light of the Holy Spirit. The church can only drive to its mission, to its destination, as far and as fast as is illuminated by the Holy Spirit. But the church can make the whole trip that way. You can get there by doing it that way. One of the dangers, I think, is if the church is moving too fast for its headlights. Of course, we all know what that might mean. <laughs> Going off the road and crashing. But if the high beams are on, all right, let's put our put the metal, pedal to the metal, and off we go and as quickly as we can. But again, it's determined by the light of the Holy Spirit last week we heard about Peter and we heard that he was sent to Cornelius uh, a centurion I think he found a little pothole a little speed bump in in his encounter with Cornelius and all that that entailed and he learned by the light of the Spirit that God shows no partiality today we're hearing about Peter and Peter followed the Spirit from Jerusalem into Judea and Samaria. So, Peter and Paul, and uh, let me just say this, let me step back a minute, because I'm so used to saying Paul, but in our scripture verse today, we hear Saul and Barnabas. The Hebrews in the early century, in the early first century, had two names. One was the Hebrew name, the Jewish name, and the other one was a Latin name. So Saul was the Hebrew name and Paul was a Latin name. And I know sometimes we think that Paul got that name when he was converted by his experience receiving the light and going through that entire conversion experience, but that's not necessarily true. Saul and Paul were used interchangeably, and so from now on, I'm going to say Paul. So I don't want you confused, all right? So Paul and Barnabas also had a mission from Peter as well as Peter did. Peter went from Jerusalem, he went out to Judea and Samaria, to Joppa and Caesarea. And now Paul and Barnabas are sent out to the ends of the world. So you see that the Spirit is already beginning to fulfill what was told them by Jesus at the beginning of their ministry. Paul and Barnabas, they were sent out to a Mediterranean city called Iconium, and they began to tell about Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, the good news. There were some who held some tightly held Jewish traditions and really couldn't let go, They began to poison the minds of the Gentiles against the message of Jesus Christ, and they encountered a speed bump here, some potholes in their their new road that they were traveling. But they persevered, they continued to preach boldly, eventually the citizens kind of became divided, some sided with Paul and Barnabas and some sided uh, with the Jewish traditions, And then some, a few, actually tried to mistreat Paul and Barnabas and actually tried to stone them for blasphemy. When things got real dark, the Holy Spirit then came on and the lights illuminated the new road for them, and the two evangelists then went to two different cities, Lystra and Derbe. And it was in Lystra that they had this remarkable conversion this remarkable healing of a man who had never walked before was now able to stand up and walk at the command of the Apostle Paul. They were so amazed by that that they thought two gods had come down to earth, Zeus and Hermes. Now, in that period of time, every locality had a patron god over their community. And in Lystra, it was Zeus and Hermes. And archaeological evidence actually supports this. You can find it in Lystra today, evidence of worship to Zeus. Archaeological evidence also points to the fact that when people thought two gods had come down to earth, the one who did all the speaking was the lesser god because gods who didn't speak were more authoritative, apparently. I don't know why. So Paul did all the preaching, he did all the speaking, and they thought that Barnabas was the greater god, and they called him Zeus, and they called Paul Hermes. I once read that the greatest obstacle to our experience of God is our last experience of God. Think about that for a minute. Think about the time you really had a very strong experience of God. That can sometimes be an obstacle to your experience of God today. What prohibits me from experiencing God in a new way today is my experience of God yesterday. I think that's the problem of the people in Lystra. They saw Paul. They heard the message They saw this great healing, and they had to interpret it in the only way that they could through the legends of their own time. That became a barrier for them to understand God in a new way. Barnabas and Paul were so upset by this that they had to show grief, and so they ripped their clothes apart. They ripped their shirts up. They ripped them open, and that's just a sign of grief in the Hebrew culture. Another sign is to put ashes on your head, sit in sackcloth, and you would grieve for days. They had to do something to show them that they certainly weren't gods, that they were mortals, and that they were bringing good news. And they asked them to turn from the worthless things of idols and to worship the living God. The word of God really is a lamp to our feet, and some of the people... In Lystra and Derby and other places, Iconium began to see the light and to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. As we go through the Acts of the Apostles, as you hear this story, you realize that there are bumps in the road. You realize that there are barriers. You realize that there are speed bumps. And you realize that the path of the Lord is actually difficult. But it is always the Spirit that leads the way. And it's always that spirit that illumines the road that a church is supposed to take. I know the spirit is shining and acting among you. And I know that the spirit will come to you in a new way. It will happen. The time is coming. I promise a new leadership will arrive. And some new members may arrive and some new opportunities to serve new people out in the community. When you begin to review the ministry site profile, I encourage you to look at all the things that you have determined as a congregation of the new people in this community that you want to minister to. But what is not new is the power of the Holy Spirit And the Spirit's presence will always be the same. Our experience of it may be different and new, but the Spirit itself will remain the same. There'll be love. There'll be joy. There'll be peace. There'll be patience. There'll be kindness. There'll be reconciliation. There'll be power. As Jesus said to those disciples that gathered around him, you will receive power the Holy Spirit, and you will be my messengers of that good news, which we know transcends every generation, and it transcends every time and every place. We just have to be sure that we drive with the headlights on. Amen.